0: Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl.
1: All right, episode number 2727, and that's 2.7% of 1,000 episodes (laughs) we're at. Yeah, for people listening a couple episodes ago, I'm glad we, we got this straight. (laughs) <laughs> uh, welcome to Legally Sound, Smart Business. This is Nasir Pasha. And this is Matt Staub. And we are starting off the day with a nice little Taco Bell and McDonald's story.
2: Yeah, so hopefully you're having breakfast right now because this is a, even though this is involving Taco Bell and McDonald's, of course, too, this is a breakfast story now. Some of you might have already seen the commercial. I know I've seen it a couple times. Basically, or I'll back up a little. Everyone knew McDonald's has breakfast. It's well known that it ends at 1030 because people make jokes about it all the time. So Taco Bell saw this and said, hey, why don't we get into this market? We're Mexican fast food. It only makes sense for us to get into breakfast. So they're running these commercials. And I'll give them credit. These commercials are pretty good. It's pretty funny. They have all these people that they found around the country named Ronald McDonald to eat the breakfast food that they have and comment on how much they like it. Now, I guess they did pay these people to be in the commercial, but they claim all the responses are actually real, which I find hard to believe because if you look at some of the items that Taco Bell's breakfast are, they don't even look appetizing in the picture, so I can't imagine what it really looks like in
1: real life. I have not tasted it myself, though. Taco Bell is probably the only fast food restaurant that I tend to eat once in a while, uh, maybe like once every couple months or so but I thought the commercial was hilarious. It kind of caught me off guard because I didn't even know it was a Taco Bell commercial until later.
2: It is pretty interesting. A waffle taco, an AM crunch wrap, an AM grilled taco breakfast burrito, that's pretty standard. Cinnamon delights. The main thing of this is when people watch, they might think, is Taco Bell allowed to do this? Because they're basically taking the name Ronald McDonald, which is very It's associated exactly with McDonald's, the big red-haired clown or whatever he is. (laughs) They're they're using that name, not his likeness, but the name to try this Taco Bell food and approve of it.
1: Yeah. And so we've talked about in the past how character names and likenesses of a mascot or a logo or what have you of a particular company is protected by trademark and copyright law. But Taco Bell was smart, of course. They deliberately chose to advertise as products featuring real men named Ronald McDonald and also put in a disclaimer. I don't know if you caught it at the end. It says something like, I even rewound it on my uh, DVR just to read it again. It said something like, these Ronald McDonald's are not affiliated with McDonald's Corporation and were individually selected as paid endorsers of Taco Bell, et cetera. And so we've talked about fair use, right? But when an advertiser uses a competitor's trademarks within their commercial, for example, It usually falls in the nominative fair use doctrine. However, there's a a few factors that the courts review whether the company had a need to use the trademark in order to identify the competing product or whether they went beyond the use necessary in order to make that identification. Classically, it reminds me of, I think it was either Verizon or AT&T. I think it was Verizon that would take AT&T's coverage map next to theirs and use their AT&T logo. And the question is, well, how can they use their logo in the brand? Well, you know, to identify the differentiation. And it's not like Taco Bell had these guys dressed up in a clown uniform either. It was just them in regular clothing, right?
2: Yeah. And that's the next point I was going to make was what if they went to the next level and had people that were dressed up as Ronald McDonald, the clown. Is it a clown? It's a clown, isn't it?
1: It's definitely a clown, but I think it's funny that you're asking because it, it's not as obvious anymore. Because clowns are not as part of our culture as it used to be. I think. Yeah, that's true. He is a clown, though.
2: Yeah, but it would be a little bit different if they did that. They had people dressed up as Ronald McDonald eating this, and I'm trying. I, th- I feel like commercials have done something similar to that in the past. I just can't remember exactly what it is. But oh no, now I'm thinking what it is. They'll have competitors of a store go to another store and pretend like that's happening.
1: So. This isn't to that level, if that made sense to anyone. (laughs) I understand the concept of this trademark law. The main thing is to protect it so that there's not confusion in the marketplace as to whether there's an affiliation or some kind of endorsement. So in other words, you can make fun of the competitors all you want and use their marks to do so. That's not a blanket statement there. There are exceptions to that, but generally that's the rule. But if there's no misunderstanding as to whether or not, for example, McDonald's, is affiliated with Taco Bell or McDonald's is endorsing Taco Bell, or if somehow Taco Bell is using McDonald's trademarks in order to advertise their product you know, in a way that doesn't confuse the marketplace, then it's fine. Did you see McDonald's
2: response to this? Oh, no, I didn't. It looks like it's through Facebook. They had a Ronald McDonald kind of crouching down, petting a chihuahua, saying, imitation is a serious
1: form of flattery. You know how talk about oh, such yeah. a law, so... that's about as best comeback you can make it's not not an easy comeback but that that, i think that works i'm looking at it now yeah to me
2: when and you'll see this pretty frequently actually to me when two competitors get in it back and forth and try to one-up each other i think everybody wins oh yeah absolutely other than maybe the companies i remember somewhat recently there was a car company that put up a huge billboard and they had to put up a new car and said you know so and so your move and then the other company that they referenced put up another billboard behind it saying checkmate and it had like a much better car and cheaper price it was, <laughs> it was really really good and they were like literally right behind each other so yeah pretty much everybody
1: wins everyone is a consumer wins when companies do this it's just fun yeah i don't get facebook pages sometimes all these people are commenting on these posts about pictures of food and mcdonald's and stuff but that's a different story i think yeah ten thousand likes i mean geez, a <laughs> <laughs> picture of, of some chicken nuggets <laughs> Is
2: that what it is? I haven't even checked that out. I don't frequent fast food Facebook pages, but yeah, there's nothing really to get out of
1: that. I don't know why people would do it, but interesting. I don't know. Even we have a Facebook page. I I personally still don't get it, but anyway.
2: (laughs) Well, we had some fun, so let's get into the question of the day where we probably won't have fun because I know you hate independent contractor
1: questions. You're right. I do hate it. It's just that we have to deal with it in our day-to-day legal lives every day. So maybe that's just the problem with it. Yeah. So here
2: we go. And this actually comes from not the business, but the worker. I'm pretty sure I am an employee, but my office is saying that I'm an independent contractor. Should I be worried about this? And this comes from... someone in Long Beach,
1: California. I don't think he or she should be worried. I think the business or the employer should be worried, especially if this employee is correct.
2: Yeah, I think this definitely falls more on the business more than the individual. But I'll first answer the person's question. I guess the thing to be worried about the most is probably the tax issue because you're self-employed if you're an independent contractor. You don't realize that one, you're not having any money taken out of your check. So that's an issue. And two, your tax, in addition to the tax you have to pay, you have to pay self-employment tax. So it's really kind of two things that you really need to look at that a lot of independent contractors don't necessarily understand or even know about. So I guess from answering their question, that's probably be the thing that I'd be worried about the most.
1: Actually, that's a great point because from the employee's perspective, that's an issue. And, and I think we've dealt with that many times. You deal with tax issues more than I, but people are always surprised, even with businesses, right? Because with a small business, you may not be paying yourself a W-2 through your entity, and you may not be withholding enough taxes or quarterly making quarterly estimate payments to get all of a sudden a pretty big bill at the uh, beginning of the next year.
2: So from their perspective, I guess that's what you'd be
1: worried about. I don't know, maybe... But what do you do though? As an employee, okay, let's say that you know that you're misclassified. If I was advising them, I'd probably just say, you know what, just keep quiet for now. I mean, it's yeah. it's kind of a bad way to say it because, okay, yeah, you just understand the tax consequences of this, but really you're not being hurt by it. So if there's an issue, if your employer mistreats you for whatever reason, then you have a claim against them, which sucks for the employer, but this kind of shows you from an employer's perspective that if this employee talks to an attorney, they're going to tell them, well, you have no, nothing to gain by telling them now that, You've been misclassified because you can always do that later. I mean, literally, the law allows them to do that. They have no obligation to have them tell you that they've been misclassified.
2: Yeah, and it sounds like this person doesn't want to. I mean, if they really wanted to, they could just leave, I suppose. But it sounds like they wouldn't want to do that. I was trying to think if there's any liability issues that it would differ.
1: That's a good point. Is that if in fact they actually are independent contractor, they could be more liable for some of the things that they do. They're not going to have the benefits if they get hurt, for example. Then. They won't be under the workers' compensation claim, but that's assuming that you are actually an independent contractor.
2: Yeah, and also, you know, you're not afforded the same sort of labor law protections, but... Overtime and
1: breaks, lunch.
2: I don't know if that really makes a difference in terms of the question, because if they're an independent contractor, they're an independent contractor. I guess if they think they're misclassified, then it's an issue. But if they're going to be considered an independent contractor, even if they don't think they are, then it's not going to make a huge difference.
1: Yeah, I find that employees, a lot of times, if they are classified as IC, they would prefer that, mainly because they get a better yeah. paycheck, right? A bigger paycheck. <laughs> yeah, and then they owe tons of money uh, come <laughs> April 15th, and they don't understand why. And... No, they they usually put it into a nice savings bond and for the year so that it gains some interest, and basically they're borrowing against the IRS, and then they responsibly take that out at the end of the year to uh, pay their tax bill. <laughs>
2: For independent contractors that are listening, you know you are required to make estimated payments if you owe money. So you can technically get hit with penalties. IRS can hit you with penalties for that, and that's usually what does happen. You, I think, you get a year kind of grace. You get you know one free chance, and then if you do it two consecutive years, that's where they start hitting you with penalties. But yeah,
1: so lots to worry about for you. More to worry about for your employer. Exactly. Okay, well, that's our last episode of the week. I think that nice three-episode week went pretty well. Yeah, hopefully. We'll get the reviews tomorrow, <laughs> I guess.
2: Yeah, and if you if you have your own opinions, you can write us in to ask at legallysoundsmartbusiness.com, or if you have something good to say, you can leave us a positive review on iTunes.
1: All right, very good. Appreciate you guys listening. Hope to hear your questions soon. Yeah,
2: and keep it sound and keep it smart.
0: This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.